Hey everybody, what's up? What's good? I'm Amari and you're listening to Safety Meeting Food Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. I'm judging that by the title of this episode, you are equally as confused as I am. And you're right. (laughs) Maybe you're not. Actually, maybe you're not confused. Maybe you know what an NFT is. But I'm going to tell you something I did not prior to this episode. Much like the cryptocurrency buzz, bang, success, if you will, I did not look into that and I did not look into NFTs. I, you should know something. I'm not really a tech person. Tech is exciting. Tech is cool. But trying to keep up with what is trending right now or what's moving forward and advancing is not necessarily my expertise. But NFTs and Web3 are what's happening right now and they've invaded the kitchen. You heard that right? Mm-hmm. NFTs are now in the kitchen. And I'm going to get there, okay? But just in case someone out there has been under a rock or like myself didn't bother to look up what an NFT was, I'm just going to give like a quick breakdown because for the sake of today's episode, if you don't kind of know what one is, you'll figure it out, but it's just best that we all be on the same page, right? Okay. So an NFT basically is just a type of digital asset. What what it breaks down in terms of acronym is a non-fungible token. Now that non-fungible token or NFT is stored on a blockchain. Okay, so blockchains are a specific type of ledger and there's different type of blockchains apparently. I guess in the cryptocurrency world there there's a I don't know. I'm not really too well versed on that, but there's other type of blockchains and NFTs are, I believe, are stored on Ethereum blockchains, right? But let's just stay focused here. So a blockchain keeps track of records and other transactions, things like that, right? So it keeps a history of those things. And so because NFTs are not like cryptocurrency, NFTs are unique and they're uniquely identifiable. And that's what makes them that's what differentiates them from bitcoin or dogecoin right so what i'm saying is you can trade a bitcoin and get a bitcoin right you can do bitcoin for bitcoin but an nft is one of a kind so if you know anything about like if you grew up in the 90s you know you got your pokemon cards right and sure somebody wants to trade a bulbasaur for a bulbasaur or whatever Right, but imagine you have that third evolution of a Charizard. I do not remember what that is, and maybe I should have used a different reference, but like it is it is one of a kind. That's what you wanna take away from an NFT, is that it's uh, one of one, right? So apparently right now, NFTs are mostly being used in the art space, or people are using them to sell video clips or music. Right, so I think Kings of Leon just sold or put out some type of music, or maybe it was an extended album even, and sold it in NFT. So what that means is you're now able to get exclusive content, right? That was not made available to everyone. So you get exclusive content, new content, um, and you have a type of ownership to it that you don't have when you just straight up buy an album. Okay. So I know that that was very, very bizarre. And we're trying to figure out how does that factor into the kitchen? Well, since NFTs are branching out into other spaces, i.e. real estate, 
why not expand it to the kitchens, I guess, right? That's That must be what they're thinking. So this week, I, what I wanted to discuss was this article I read. Um, and it's about a particular, I would call it a restaurant, but one, it doesn't exist yet, and two, it's not a restaurant, okay? So it's a it's going to be a dining club. So let me give you the notes here. This dining club is going to be called Fly Fish Club, and right now they don't have a location for it, but uh, they're planning on it to be somewhere in Manhattan. And of course, we all know that New York is like the mecca for well-established restaurants. Not that it's, you know, not that the other places don't have equally great, you know, you have your Chicago's, your LA's, uh, but NFTs aren't really being pushed like that in the culinary space, but Fly Fish Club said we want to do it first, okay? So they're going to put it somewhere in Manhattan, and then it's it's apparently going to open its doors sometime next year. This luxury dining club is said to have a seafood-inspired menu, okay? And this seafood-inspired menu is going to have a Michelin-starred chef. Naturally, uh, if many you know, as many of you probably already know, there's a ton of Michelin-starred restaurants out in New York, and I'm assuming that they they felt like okay, if we if we get a Michelin-rated chef, we're gonna have a Michelin-starred restaurant soon after. And maybe they're right, maybe not. Who knows? It'll probably make the list. Let's just be honest, right? Okay. So now, Fly Fish Club, Fly Fish Club, is going to be ran by one of the co-founders of Resi. And just a little tangent here, Resi, in case anybody doesn't know, Resi is very similar to Open Table or Talk. I like going to Resi and Talk specifically because I find more interesting restaurants there. Not that Open Table doesn't have its options, but it it is a more it's like a more updated version if you ask me. Okay. So, the only way that you're going to get into Flyfish is if you're a member. And you can only apparently be a member if you got your hands on an NFT. Okay, so the token is going to give you access to an exclusive tier. So not only do you get access to the club itself, I guess they're going to have different different tiers or different levels um, once you get inside. And so there's going to be things like a private serving omakase, right? Now, you're still going to have to pay for your food in dollars. But the, the the token itself is what's going to get you in the door. So, you know, I don't really know how much this experience is going to cost you in total. But if that's a factor, or if it's not a factor, then there you go, right? Um, so the experience, apparently, as they said, is going to be likened to a type of social capital, uh, you know, a symbol, kind of a status symbol. Um, and, you know, if you were lucky enough... To have gotten your hands, I think it was last week or the week before they they released some of the tokens out into the public. And if you were able to get your hands on one, great. If not, the owner reserved about fifteen hundred of those tokens to be distributed later. Now, he was hoping that they would possibly go as a gift for some collabs. You know, perhaps if you're a micro influencer or something like that, or even bigger, you know, maybe you'll have the opportunity to work with them get one of the nfts come to the restaurant or excuse me come to the dining club and experience that and i'm sure they're they're hoping that it still stays kind of uh, like shrouded in mystery apparently those kinds of spots do very well um and they're they're all we truly know is that 
money is going to be put into how it looks of course location and they're really trying to give you more than cooking so they want to offer cultural and social experiences and to that i say at what cost okay at what cost are we talking here because you're already going to have people pay in dollars uh for their food and then they had to pay you know tokens are not so if you don't know nfts are not free things you pay for them i believe i saw somewhere in there that somebody paid 13 grand for one of the tokens and well <laughs> i just don't know if that is for me you know it, it maybe it's for you it's not for me i, I i'm gonna be honest with y'all like now that i know more about nfts and some of what they're being utilized for i read a little bit about the carbon emissions that come from the data process of an nft i i, I can't say it's for me i really i'm thinking that it's you know a nifty little something something and maybe as time progresses we will see how it's incorporated into everyday life but right now today paying a large sum for a token paying for my food and then paying for an experience I can do that all on my own time and my own time. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to Michelin-starred restaurants. I've been to hole-in-the-wall spots that are great. It it just depends on what you're looking for, right? We know that at a higher price point, while, yes, the food is good, um, they're really offering you an experience of the eyes, right? It's a visual presentation. It's a, a, a presentation for the senses. It's I'm not going to say the the focus is less on food, but realistically, when you go to a spot down the street, that's a little bit, you know, a little dusty looking, but the food is excellent. It visually it might not look the best, but it's going to taste amazing. It's going to taste darn good. So, I mean, it depends on, I think, I think something like this, it just depends on what kind of experience you want to have. Do you want to eat fantastic and have leftovers, essentially? Or do you want to go be a part of an elite social club? Um, there isn't a, a right or a wrong. There isn't one way to do it. You can do both. If you can do both, fantastic. I don't know if this is, I mean, I, I'm cool on a dining club, um, especially if it's seafood inspired and it's going to be on the East Coast. So naturally they, they should have, they should have, um, you know, fresh resources. So, I mean, it would definitely be something I I wouldn't say no to if I somehow got my hands on an NFT, but I don't know that I would be rushing to do that. And I also don't know that I would want for this to be something that is thrusted into the cooking space. I mean, I know that we, you know, with with literal time, you have to progress and you have to move forward. So I'm not going to uh, stand in the way of future progress. Um, but let's just say if you want if you want an experience from me you i won't i won't pass out tokens we can have a conversation and keep it on a on a very just relaxed level it'll still be elevated you know but i don't know that this is something that i would see for myself so just let me know is that something that you you all would be interested in would you go to a restaurant that required or a dining club or a supper club that required you to have a token to get in essentially a secret word that you have to whisper in order to be able to see what's inside hey if that's your thing then that's your thing i don't want to knock let's all enjoy ourselves you know and in the spirit of enjoying ourselves i want to talk to you today about 
the cocktail of the day. Ooh, this is a good one. So first, I wanna give a, a special shout out to the Silver Room in Chicago. I love going there every time I go back. And I picked up a tea in there. It's from this brand called Good Thoughts Tea Company. I picked it up, I think for a Christmas gift. Actually, no, it was a Christmas gift. And I hadn't really gotten to it yet, right? So it's a, a cinnamon chai flavored tea. Uh, it is caffeinated. I don't usually do caffeinated teas. I do like a more herbal light uh, decaf type tea. <laughs> I think herbal teas are naturally decaf, if I'm correct. So, but I wanted to put this tea to use in a cocktail. I really like using tea in my cocktails. Of course, you can use, you know, whatever you like, but I find that they have, I don't know, there's, there's, with teas, there's just more notes. And I can add in those flavors myself via the alcohol or a cordial or a liqueur or something like that. But it's really cool when the flavors kind of blended in already. So this cocktail doesn't have a name because I just happened to come up with it. As far as I know, I haven't seen anybody else uh, with the recipe, but if it out, it's out there, you know, just let me know. So it had two ounces of the cinnamon chai tea. I brewed that first and then took an ice cube to cool it down a little bit. I did half an ounce of cinnamon simple syrup, one ounce of Kahlua, one ounce of crown vanilla, and then one ounce of whole milk. I like a full fat milk, so you know, take that with what you will. You can use any kind of milk, or you can probably use no milk if you would like. Um, I shook that up. I did it first without the, the cube, and then added the cube in. I wanted some good aeration on the milk and it doesn't foam up in the way that you would get from an egg white but it still had a nice little texture and then i put that into a coupe glass threw a little star anise on top for a garnish and enjoyed it was great it was delicious i think it had a nice tea and coffee mixture you know it's, it, the coffee element coming from the kalua and then the spices, the nice warm spices of cardamom and uh, cinnamon, star anise, the chai. It just, it was, it worked, it all worked so well together that if you can get your hands on those ingredients or at least some close variation, I would, and I would whip this together stat. If it's not five o'clock where you are, it's five o'clock somewhere. So drink up and enjoy responsibly, of course. This has wrapped up another episode of Safety Meeting Food Podcast. I'm Amari, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.